Hello again, friends, and you are our friends, and welcome back to this evening's Talking Town, the Ipswich Town podcast that puts you firmly in control. It's your platform. It's your podcast in of every tr- definition of the word yours. It really is, although I believe that's now been taken. I'm not quite sure. I am, of course, joined by the two men that you can see on your screen. Before we start, guys, if you would like to be involved as you will see running across the bottom of the screen, there are some instructions. You can be involved a manner of different ways. You can be via the chat. As you can see, we've already got a number of people in the chat there. Good evening, Mr. Nick Muller. Thank you for joining us. And we've got Zach Ward, Steve Mays. All comments coming right up. Uh, get those chats flying. Get your opinions heard. This really is the podcast for you. And, of course, you can appear on the show either via um visual or by audio it doesn't matter not everyone is comfortable in front of a camera look at poor rich um and if if cruncher does scare you guys okay i can just do this bye rich and he can disappear quite like that uh and then i'm gonna bring him back so if he does scare you because he is a cruncher he is he is the 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 number six of the podcast i can easily get rid of him so rich I'll, i'll come to you first how are you this evening I'm good. That's a bit harsh, wasn't it? So well, I, you know, yeah. I, I sit no, because I see you on Twitter, Rich. I see you, 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 you go into people. Uh, it's why you're the cruncher, and it's not always yeah, pretty. My bark, the bark's worse than my bite, isn't it? Really, come on. Well, I can also mute you as well. It's great fun. There you go. Now you're muted as well. So uh, <laughs> behave yourself tonight. All the uh, the rules will apply, Mr. Zachary Ward. Good evening, Zach. Thank you for joining us. We will come to that very shortly. Uh, Steve Mays, thank you. Matt, I will come to you now. How are you, Matt? I'm great, thanks. I've spent a couple of days on the South Coast, Lee by Solent. Very nice. I've had plenty of sea air. Um, feeling good. I'm ready to talk town. Yes, absolutely. And there's been lots to talk about. Uh, as Zach uh, started off there in the chat, uh, we will come to that podcast. Um, but, f- but first, let's, let's have a quick catch up on the week. Has anything got our goat this week guys what's got your goat this week uh, local first. media rehashing stories i think we're going to come to some of that and we mick mccarthy rearing his ugly head again martin waggon and i'm thinking do we really want to hear this it's, it's a i wouldn't say it's a it's a daily basis but a couple of times a week there's stories popping up and you're thinking let's talk about this season, you know, let's not hark back to who we had, what we had. This was great. He was great. I don't want to keep hearing it. It's doing me head in. Matt, what's got your go? I mean, I, I do agree with Rich there. I'm going to be brutally honest. It, it's not, It's. I mean, what year are we in? Because this week I've seen McGoldrick, I've seen Waghorn, who my opinion on him Lee has Martin. flipped. What are you on about Lee <laughs> Martin signing for Fleet? Who cares? Who cares? Lee Martin, I expect. <laughs> Nobody else does. But then again, you don't know because they must put this stuff out for a reason. And the reason is quite clear. So somebody must want to read it. Otherwise, they would stop. They would stop writing it, right? It's just like space filler in it. Killer. Come on, guys. This is the no spin zone. I want more than that. <laughs> That's not allowed here. Come on. This is the you don't, no you, spin You don't want to know zone. about Lee Martin going to Ebsfleet? Not particularly. <laughs> Why's he gone to Ipswich? He was always quite good for Exeter against us. 
that's one of that's one of Ev Sleet's uh, many many signings this summer. But Matt, what's got your goat this week? I'd argue Lee Martin could still do a job for us, but that's another conversation. Um, <laughs> what's going oh, on? Oh, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, the Twitter not get on me case. I'm joking. That's going to um, be right across Twitter, that is. Yeah. What's Lee Martin got a now? <laughs> that's like, um, like Sam Flynn Downs was overrated like last week. You got oh, yeah, people were really one. upset about that, didn't they? They really got upset about it. Oh, well, never mind. It's all talking points. It's called Talking Town for a reason. Um, what's got my goat this week? Um, the kind of... ITFC fans on Twitter not understanding defamation laws. Have you not been to journalism school like me? It's not libel, Alan Quinn. Slander. Libel's the written word. Slander is spoken. So there you go. Just felt like, you know, there's a lot of experts out there and using the wrong terminology. I'm sorry, boys. You mean it's not? I thought it was. I mean, I, I, I believe the Twitter train that, you know, they took it down because of that reason. No, so if it wasn't that reason they took it down. Slanderous. It'd be slanderous. Well, if yep. it wasn't that reason why they took it down, why did they take it down for? Who knows? No, Who knows? no, no. No spin zone, chaps. That's the second warning. Third warning, <laughs> you're off. Well, get somebody we're else on. Showing a red card. Um, I mean, it was, a, it was, I mean, I found the interview incredibly entertaining, I have to say. And I've always said, like, the EADT has been a little bit beige in recent weeks. But this was, I mean, I put it on Twitter myself absolute flames it was fantastic but i suppose there was elements of it that didn't reflect well on some individuals i.e chambers and lamb but I mean, we're going to get into that in a minute aren't we mm, but certainly are. um i don't know i i mean you know i'm from a comms background so i would if i was a comms person listening to that i probably would have been a bit upset but i would say there was nothing in there that's going to you know would, would go to court or anything calling someone arrogant you know, Mourinho gets that all the time in the media. It's true. That there, Marcus Evans. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> we'll get to it very shortly. What's got my goat this week? Uh, Twitter Pep Guardiola's has got my goat this week. They're not a term I came up with, I have to be honest. A guest on the podcast, special guest on the podcast, I won't say the name, uh, came up with that, with that phrase. People who think they know the ins and the outs of the game of football, they know everything about the football. Um, and really, in reality, they don't. They claim to, but they do not. They are bluffing it until they make it, fake it until you make it, the famous saying. Uh, I'm not going to say any names, but the old story over the weekend reared its ugly head. Players not knowing where they're supposed to be playing, not knowing shape until the day of the game, or in some cases, the day before the game, or what have you. Uh, and we had Alan Lee on the podcast uh, not long ago, to be fair, uh, back in... Oh, back end of last year. And he had this to say, very quick, very quick. I'm, I'm, I'm probably quite sure Paul Lambert would rather play the second team, but he's is, been is dealt the cards. That means he's got a load of pros that maybe there might be an argument that people are really jumping out and saying, right, I am the best player in this yeah. position and I'm going to, you know, I haven't seen enough games to see that, to no, see if that's true. There's um, a lot of that, isn't there? Yeah. Well, we've said that in the podcast. The thing is, only two or three have really nailed their place down. The rest of yeah. Footballers, listen, when, again, this is, I think a lot of people have a misconception about the reality of what's like out there. If you have to do some work on a Tuesday for you to play in the quiet shape and play a game of football, there is something seriously, seriously wrong with you as a footballer. Okay. You know, if you're playing a normal game, and you're and you've a good team, 
um, the most important thing. And he, he goes on. So when I'm seeing people on Twitter saying they don't know the team until hours before, like it's the dog and duck, they don't know where they're playing. And an international player was mentioned, a 30-year-old international player, Alan Judge, I'll say the name, was mentioned as not knowing where he should be in a formation. That goes against what a, a pro, an ex-pro like Alan Lee, who's played the game at the highest level, spoke to us and told us about back on the podcast. If Aaron, Alan Judge does not know where he's playing at his age, he shouldn't be on a pitch. And he wouldn't have made it as this far in his career. The same for John Nolan, as much as people may or may not like John Nolan. So to see Twitter Pep Guardiola's again trying to bring that narrative back, there's many sticks to hit Lambert with. I don't think that's one. I don't think blaming shape training is a reason. Maybe Judge no, and Jake Jackson... We're sorry? not playing under-9s football here, are we? Exactly. You know, maybe oh, Jackson and Judge don't go together. Maybe they, they just don't have the chemistry. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But, you know, there's that old tried and tired argument coming out again. Uh, and that's just what got my goat. And uh, sometimes you've got to bite your tongue and, and move on. Other times you can use your podcast. But it's your podcast. So we all jump to Zachary. Uh, sorry, Zach. I keep saying Zachary. I do apologize. I've got a nephew called Zachary. Um, interesting to see the Quinn podcast taken down by the EADT. Had to be worried about your defamation laws there, Matt. But it was obviously mm. uh, coming. Mm. Thought Chambers comments were might of the mark. Shall we say the Chambers comments for those listening, for those listening and watching at home? Go for who it. Wants to go, who wants to go with that? Who wants to go with that? Just in case it is, you know. Go on, Matt. Do your best Irish accent. Go on, Matt. <laughs> what do you mean? To, sorry, what do you mean to do? You, you can say Irish. what it was. Well, it's dirt. Dirt. The fraudster. <laughs> Okay. So basically, you know, um, I tell you what, when I was just listening to Alan Lee there, I was just thinking to myself, I'd like him to be my sat nav voice in the car. Just thinking driving back from Southampton today. Silky voice. Wonderful. Wonderful it voice. It is a beautiful voice. It yeah. is. Fantastic. It is. But yeah, yeah, back to Chambers. Fraudster. He's got a 10 year contract. Uh, kissing the badger and pumping his fist. I think that was it. Well, <laughs> wasn't it? I watched him. He said he, he watched him when his brother played, didn't he? For. Um, was it red in? I'm trying to think back to when that was. Was that maybe when we got done 5 1 on that Friday night down there? Do you remember that? Yes. Uh, in the all, was we in all orange or something? Yeah. Yes, it was. Cole yeah. Skews and Dean Gherkin had the famous no to you. No, you. No, you. No, you. No, no. Honestly, you first. Oh, okay. Is it that game? <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah. We shifted five a couple of times down there, I think. That's the oh. one I can only, that's the only one I can think of that it could have been he was referring to. Yeah. So I'll say it for those that don't know. Cho, Alan Quinn effectively said, uh, the captain, Chambers, how is he still there? The last time I watched him, he was giving away fouls, getting cards. He was dirt. Those were his words, not mine. Um, and what, what, what's he actually do? Kiss the shirt? Fist pump the crowd? What does he do? He's Jermaine Chambers. That's his name, right? Jermaine Chambers. He <laughs> is not great. <laughs> That's that, those were his words. Those were his words. But why was it taken down? That's why I want to. What was in it that was so bad? Surely the paper could just say, "Hey, this these aren't our views. These are the views of Alan Quinn, but we have to represent them because that's what he said." Or does it show a wider thing in play here? Are we being filtered? What we're told is the black <laughs> hole. We we all we all guess the black hole is is part of a PR. We all guess these things are all part of a bigger, bigger thing. But was that the unlifting of the actual reality? Actually, yes, it's all filtered. It's all orchestrated. 
I mean, they've done a lot of podcasts, haven't they, the guys at Kings of Anger? I don't think, well, I don't think anything's been as hard-hitting as that. But, you know, I, think, I can only think the comments around Lambert, which we'll get to in a minute, I can only think that's the thing they would have, they would have had umbrage with, given that what we've said previously, when we look back at February and March, when the crowd were turning on Lambert a bit and we didn't have good form, maybe they're thinking that might ignite it a little bit more, be it. You know, even though we can't go in the stadium at the moment, that might ignite it a little bit more online or wherever it might be. Um, but, you know, like I say, I come from a commerce background. I didn't see anything there that would have said to me, this has got to come down, other than the Lambert bit. You you would have just been a bit pissed off by what was said on there, I suppose. But surely someone who's, someone's listening to that before it goes out, they know what's in it. So they know it's going to cause a little bit of a ripple. You'd have thought on Twitter. Most people have heard it anyway, haven't they, by now? Well, maybe they haven't. I mean, it got taken down pretty quick, didn't it? I don't think it was up for very long. I think it was gone by Saturday. We went up, what, Saturday, Friday afternoon, Saturday morning? It was gone by Saturday evening, I think. Yeah, it was gone I mean, very I, quickly. I, I only would have heard it because Rich sent it to me and said, have a, have a listen to this. But I mean, I thought it was great. They went from beige content to flames. It was very entertaining. A lot of people took it very seriously. I mean, who even knew Alan Quinn when he was a player? He seemed quite a quiet player to me. Who knew he would rival Roy Keane with big opinions? I had no idea he was that kind of, he was that kind of character. But apparently he's got 10 brothers or something, so maybe you have to speak a little bit louder in that family scenario. I don't know, but <laughs> make yourself heard. He certainly made himself heard to the to, to Suffolk in the wider area, that's for certain. Yeah, Look, he's oh, absolutely. Bit, he's, he said he doesn't watch many games, though, and then he's hammering the captain, so... <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of contradictions, wasn't it? Even yeah. with the Lambert comment. He goes, well, yeah, I don't, even, a, I don't know him. I've never met him. <laughs> we've all got our opinions like on comedy. the manager. We've all got our opinions on Chambers, you know. I thought it was probably a little bit harsh calling him a fraudster, you know. He's a professional footballer. He's a con man. He's a professional footballer who played 700 games. So you might not think he's the best player ever, but calling someone a fraudster a little bit. I've done a a poll on my Twitter Saturday night. Is Luke Chambers an Ipswich Town legend? And then 44% said yes. You I think I said no to that, actually. <laughs> I was in the no category. I do know people that watch a lot of Premier League football and dipped in and out watching Ipswich, and they've said to me that Chambers is useless, is what they've said to me. Yeah, I've had- that's just in, I, I do think, like, because we see these players week in, week out, we probably do think they're better than they really are. We did finish 11th in League One, let's not forget that. Yeah. But in some cases, that can work the opposite. We do get into a mindset of they are worse than what they are. We see limited yeah. stuff, don't yeah. like them. I mean, one of the famous ones, obviously, is Damien Delaney. Many fans didn't like Delaney, but he left and has gone on to play Premier League football at a good level, consistent level. Uh, now, I know, no, so maybe the way he left the club is a bit questionable. You know, I think he told Paul Joy, if I, if I remember rightly, he was going to go to Canada. And then suddenly ended up in Crystal Palace. I mean, you know, you have got a place in London called Canada Water, I suppose, or whatever it's called, but uh, <laughs> close. But, um, yeah. you know, it, yeah. those are question marks. But we do tend to give players a, a limited chance. And I think it's a great time there, actually, just to bring on. We've got a fan on the show. We've got somebody who has taken the offer up, taken uh, the mantle. He's asked for the link and he has got the link. And Luke Penn- Pennington is on here. I will just remove uh, Rich because, you know, that's always fun to do. Luke, thank you for joining us. So thank you for asking for the link. Guys in the oh, yeah. chat, you can do the same. That's a good time to bring you in. Luke Chambers, legend or not? All right, Luke, how you doing? You all right, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you're all right. Um, I wouldn't well. call him a, a legend by any stretch of the imagination. Um, at the end of the day, if, when you think of a legend, you think of someone that's won something with the club. Chambers hasn't. Um, 
I saw this debated on Kings of Angler a couple of months ago. Um, and I think he fell more into the icon category than the legend. So I think that might be something that he is, but I wouldn't necessarily not say that uh, Luke Chambers is a legend by any stretch. Yeah, yeah, legend. you're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, look, the, to say to say Chambers is a legend is to kind of dilute the the achievements of the '78 team or the '81 team. Yeah. Um, he's just a passionate player. Uh, we know he goes above and beyond behind the scenes by all accounts. We've said before, previously on the pod, he, he houses some of the scholars in an annex of his house, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Um, I don't know how many captains would do that at other clubs. I think that's brilliant. But no, he's not a legend. He's just a, a passionate player about the club. And we do need passionate players in the club. Yeah. Let's not forget that. We do need that. What do you reckon, Rich? You did your poll, didn't you? Well, it was interesting when um, saying he's passionate and then I think someone had tweeted about we haven't got many leaders and that is no, it the nail right on the head there, isn't it? Really, Luke Chambers. What other, what other people have we got in the squad who's a leader? Yeah, Downs, I'd imagine, maybe. I'd, I'd imagine, yeah, Downs. I would imagine Cole Skews is more of a quiet leader. Really? I think probably maybe his presence around the training ground or in the dressing room or mentoring youngsters probably in a more. He's seen as kind of a gentleman, isn't he? <clears throat> Excuse me. So I think maybe he's more of a quiet leader. Absolutely. So, Luke, um, while we've got you, we're talking about you know players perhaps not having a fair crack at Portman Road or some players we see every week so we know what they're like. Chambers being a centre-half. I wrote about this morning as three centre-halves that we could bring in. You put a fantastic video out on uh, on, on YouTube, which I would, I would urge everybody to go and check it out, uh, based around centre-halves. If we were going to go and get a centre half, let's first look at the free agent market. Yeah, is there one that stands out? I mean, I know Charlie Goods on the way to a Championship club. I mean, so who who stand out for you, Luke? It's terrible news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. There is a bunch of free agents, but um, are we going to be one of those clubs that hold out for maybe someone that we're going to pay money for, and then later down the line get someone on a free? Because at the end of the day. Um, a lot of clubs, not just us, will be wanting free agent signings like we did last summer with uh, John Guffrey and James Wilson, for example. So I think even though there's a lot of free agents, I wouldn't necessarily go for all of them. In my video that I did, I mentioned uh, Christian Pierce, um, Rod McDonald, two players, one formerly of uh, used to play for Coventry, was released by Wimbledon, um, and the other most recently released by Mansfield Town. Um, from the yeah. outset, people may be a bit confused about that because uh, one of them's a League Two player and the other one's released by a relatively low-positioned League One club. But if you actually look at it, like I got Instat recently, which is what a lot of scouts use and that sort of thing. Um, and all, what I kind of used to compare these players was the stats of people like Chambers, people like Wolfenden who were, and Wilson that were playing the most of the games in centre-back positions this season. And a lot of the players that I chose in the videos, um, they're actual like their air challenges, their challenges, their tackles, then kind of things by miles above people like Chambers. Um, personally, I'd go for someone like Christian Pierce, um, who's 30, or Ben Hennigan. He's got interest from Preston, which is obviously if, if a championship club comes in for a player like him, uh, Ipswich and League One aren't necessarily yeah. to be able to compete with the kind of style of wages. You know, I think Martin was saying this a while back, you know, while we wait and twiddling our thumbs when other clubs are making changes, bringing people in, um, if the club have spent so long making targets you know you've had the pandemic as well which has also made more time to think about these things it would be better for the club we feel to if it maybe 
go and spend more money or time doing the target straight away rather than waiting, maybe waiting too long and then missing the person. We had this last mm-hmm. summer with, mm-hmm. um, I think we wanted uh, Tom Elliott originally from Millwall, which was part of the bar, you know, switcheroo. The striker. Of, yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's at Salford now. But um, at that point, um, the plan was to bring him in and then loan Bart out, I think, and then sell him. Or, or they made a good signing today, Salford. They signed yeah, Ian Henderson. Ian Henderson, yeah. He yeah. would have been a good signing for us, I think it would have I think he was 35, but I think his goal ratio in the last like five, six seasons has been, I think, over 10 goals at least each season. Um, but yeah, going back to what you kind of said, I think, yeah, we do lack leaders. Um, someone on Twitter was like kind of, you know, wasn't a fan of having like um, Luke Chambers dropped. But if you think of it, he's, was it coming on 35 this year? He's not going to play every game, is it? No, he's, he's not, not going to play every game in this game. campaign. I, I, I use this um, comparison to John Messinu, who plays for Oxford. He's their main captain. They yeah. got in the playoffs this season. and Play um, him. Mm. He plays that position where he comes off the bench in games, maybe starts a couple. I think he only played about 20 games uh, th- this season for them. And I think Chambers and Scoose are going to be those kind of players. You know, you're looking to the people like Wolfenden. I really struggle, especially with the centre-back, centre-backs at Ipswich. We definitely have a lack of depth. Like, yeah. Other than Wolfenden, who else is there that well, you know got, is up, up and so coming? Sorry, and you've got James Wilson, but you're not going to really rely on them two for uh, if you're no. looking to get out of that league. They're not. You've got to look to sign. I'd say someone like Sean Ragger. I like him. Yeah, a decent Ragger. season at Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's a good he's player. He's, he's, he's relatively tall as well, and I think that's something that we lack. Like the other day, I was analysing how tall our centre backs are, and the average is six foot one if you add them up together. Um, that kind of adds a lot to our us as a team not really scoring that much from set pieces. I think the only set pieces yeah. we scored this season was Chambers away at Peterborough and uh, Wolfenden at home to Lincoln, I think. Other than that, that's not really something. I think we lost it from when we got rid of Berra and people like uh, Tommy Smith. So someone like, someone like Raggett, uh, whether that be, or Harry Sutarvsin put around as a potential loan. Um, someone in that mould, as well as kind of thinking of Charlie Good. Sadly, he's linked with QPR and Middlesbrough. Apparently, yeah, you flagged him up with me, didn't you? Say, watch out for him in this final. Yeah, he was good, he man. Was, he, he had a presence about him, didn't he? He was released by uh, Scunthorpe, I think, when Paul Hurst yeah. was in charge. Kind of says a lot about when he, uh, you know, knows what a player is. Clearly, doesn't with Vincent Young and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, he he's six foot five. He's twenty four. He's ten years younger than Chambers. I thought was naturally an heir to him. Um, he, yeah. you know, when you look at him, you think he's this gangly, lanky guy. He's actually very comfortable in the ball. He likes to dribble. Um, no, I watched right. the playoffs um, when they played against Cheltenham, I think. Um, and like the 80th minute of the game, he was just sprinting up, like probably where a right back would normally be to kind of get <laughs> yeah. the off the pitch and you know long yeah. ball up forward to get the strikers in for their goal sort of thing. But he would have been good. But um, yeah, I, I, I do think that the club need to kind of press on with these things earlier. I understand that. Maybe they're waiting around just to see, you know, mm. if maybe another club comes in and how much they're going to offer. It's clearly... funny you should. Uh, it's funny you should mention Christian Pierce because when I think back to when I worked at the FA, going back to what 2007, when I worked with the England under 19 team, he was in that team. Mm. He had such a presence around the dinner table that he was called the chief. He was like a huge kid, he was a huge kid. He was only 18, but he was that. That team had some like players that have gone on to do really well. Played in like the Premier League. I, I remember. Um, Andy Carroll was in that team. Ryan Bertram was in that team. So he came through at a good age group. So um, even though he's he's at Man- he was at Mansfield last season, he's still been around. You know, players that have gone to the top level. You know, so. Sorry to, to uh, close Luke there, but uh, some great points he he raised. Um, yeah, really good. 
Good Matt, stuff, Luke. Matt, our friend Matt, um, he's found us. It was 8 p.m., Matt, as you were you're questioning. Um, Wilson, criminally underrated. And have we written off Enciala yes. and, and Corey? Yes. Corey We've written off Enciala. I off Enciala when he made his debut. It's harsh. We talked about Dabba the other week, didn't we? And he, he was highly rated and he was going to make his debut. Yeah. A couple of seasons back. Yeah. And he's, he's just fell off the radar, isn't he? Sadly, well, yeah, sadly so. I mean, I've not written off Enciala. I think if a player you, you you spend money on, you you got to persist with, and that and that that feeds what we were saying a second, doesn't it? No, no, Have no, we no. written a player off too early again? I, no, I don't. No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't want, I've got accused of being too negative the other week, but he's just yeah, like, he's too unpredictable. Yeah, yeah, red, he's, too, he's too unpredictable. Okay, oh. all right. So give me, J- give me Jason DeVos. Give me the beat. Give me David Linegan. We need somebody. You, Rich. <laughs> I was going to say to you about David Linegan. I think he helped when he played. It's a little bit with Chambers has got Wolfen, and so you'd think he'd, Matt's he'd point. be able to pass on his experience. <laughs> when, there you go. David Linegan had John Walk, if you remember, beside him. And he used yeah. to talk him through the games. So you'd, you'd, you'd hope that Chambers could sort of use his experience yeah. to talk Wolfen. 100% that's a good point. Yeah. I think house. we need to sign. If we go for a centre half, I think we need to sign someone. Like um, Martin said before, we need a bit of long-term thinking here. Let's not go short-term and sign someone just for a season. We need to sign someone at a good age. Where mm-hmm. look, Chambers is. This is probably going to be his last season. If if we if we go up, there's no way he could play in the championship. So we need no. to be getting somebody in who we can. Yeah. He could play four or five years. When I hear. Yeah. The paper bringing Tommy Smith up, and I'm thinking, no, why is it every time when they write a piece, they always have to throw a name of an old player in there? He was good enough for Sunderland, though. He was good enough for Sunderland to take a punt. Yeah. Well, that, that wasn't his fault, was it? Oh, he was a, I, mean, I think he was a sub, wasn't he? But he might have played. Who we knows? Get, to see what's we get, we get, Matt, we get too carried away with players we had in the past who were good players, and we, we're living in we a green world. We do. But give me on. Tommy. But give me Tommy over NCL any day of the week, right? Well, okay. So we now come to the. We're, we're about twenty-seven minutes in. We'll, we'll we'll close the first half an hour off with uh, with our friends Waghorn and McCarthy. Are we are we right to still give them airtime? Are we still right to give Waghorn and McCarthy? Um, well, McCarthy keeps giving Ipswich air time when he was island manager, didn't he? He kept mentioning us in press conferences. So you can only think how he left actually really did rankle, didn't it? Because he mm. keeps harking back to this hounded out at Brentford at Griffin Park. Um, but he was having a bit of a love in with McGoldrick, wasn't he? Which I, I tweeted was nauseating because he allowed. I see their relationship as like a father and something. He allowed like McGoldrick to do this three hour commute which was, you know, from his family home in wherever that was, up north mm. somewhere, or Midlands. And that is why he got, was always injured. That is the reason why. Now he, doesn't have that community, yep. now he doesn't have this community at Sheffield United. Lo and behold, you've got a brand new player. Scoring a shitload of goals from in the championship, gone promoted, and, and he's doing well from in the Premier League. It means a fair play to him. But McCarthy should have really have taken the keen stance, which was, you must live within an hour of the training ground. Yeah. Which people like Kevin Lisby got the ump with, and that's why they got hightailed out. There. I mean, I agree with Keane. That three hour commute's ridiculous, and McCarthy allowed that. McCarthy allowed that. And it allowed McGoldrick to go into a comfort zone. Because his first season, what, 2013, whatever, 14 goals. If you look yeah. at his goals tailed off 
And it goes back to this no pressure to win, was there? I think he scored no. six, then five, then four. Colin Craner had a better return than McGoldrick in his, in his few months he had at town. You're a brave man. Give you me are, Colin you are a, back. You are a brave Four goals, four assists, 16 games. That's you, the kind of return we want. You are a brave man. Get the German giant back in a blue. Last Come week, on. you said Flynn Downs was him. overrated. You can mute him. I'd mute him for that. Give <laughs> me Colin you're mad I'm, man i'm not saying i'd take him over uh, mcgoldrick what i'm saying is his stats were better than mcgoldrick's yeah we still going back to my earlier point we look at these plays we put on a pedestal and i loved mcgoldrick i thought he was great those 14 goals he scored for us i don't think it was a better striker outside the box in and around the box okay. fantastic right. shot on him but Quainer's stats Quainer's stats leveled up with mcgoldrick's and he, in, as his town career finished Okay, we've got some guests hopefully coming on very soon. We had two people in the chat ask for the link. Remember, guys, if you do want to uh, get on, get in on the show and shut one of us up, one of them two, one of me, doesn't really matter. Uh, Alistair Ratray on Twitter says, Neil, your shirt is on fire. It's a brilliant one. I love it. I added that last bit in. I'm sure that's what he meant with fire. Um, has your opinion of Waghorn changed? My opinion of Waghorn has changed. I have yeah, to be honest. Rats. Yeah, the rat mine. <laughs> so, I, I, I loved it. Oh, I loved it. I wanted to live here. I've moved here. I've moved my family. He's pep. Oh, yeah. Your, agent, moved, your, right? your agent said, Yeah, get 15 goals. I'll get you a move. And then couldn't, couldn't get out quick enough, could he? Yeah. And I, look, yeah. I understand. I understand football's a short career. Obviously, he's going to earn more money there. But don't contradict yourself by saying how much you loved it. But then. Frank's come calling and everyone wants to play for Frank and oh, get out quick I'm, enough, not it. I'm, not, I'm not interested. He played for what he played one season for us. Let's let's get some stories out there about the 81 team. I'd rather be hearing stuff about that, not about people who played for one season, scored mm. 15 goals, and then naffed off to Derby. You know? Yeah, but it's nobody. To the lad. He's a nobody. He's a nobody. He did have a good on. season though, didn't he? He had a great and season. To be fair to the lads at the paper. You know, I mean, all that he is on a podcast they're getting the, the story yeah. from. So it's like us having, you know, somebody on right now saying something like that. And it is it is relevant. I get that. Uh, so I don't really blame them for, for, for this. You know, I'd rather this than Lee Martin. Lee Martin left, uh, you know, way, way, way before. Let's be honest. Um, Nick Muller makes a fantastic pl- uh, point. Maybe players should have to live near their clubs. Put it in their contract. Agreed. I mean, we are talking people who are paid an obscene amount of money. It's not. Is it? Is it too much to ask somebody paid fifty, sixty grand a year mm. to move? Is it? Is it too much to ask? Do you think, guys? No, not at all. Football is used to moving around. You get a loan deal. You have to go and move, and you know, we know mm. lot, like Alan Quinn said he just stayed in those that town accommodation flats down by the docks. So all, all clubs have that kind of setup. It's okay, big yeah, deal. We, are, we are over the halfway mark. So, well, over the half an hour mark. I mean, we'll say halfway. Uh, should we have a, a quick uh, drinks call? What are we drinking this evening, guys? I have got the beautiful Adams. It was beautiful. It's nearly gone. Uh, it's, it's a lovely drop. You've got the San Miguel. That's not a Dutch drink. You've got two San Miguels. <laughs> no lemonade in it, Steve, wherever he is. Not lemonade tonight. <laughs> he, he, he did you last week with that one. And what is, is it a Shiraz this evening, Matthew? I was drinking some very nice red Italian wine in um, Southampton, but I'm, I'm back on the Birra Moretti again. Beautiful. So Italian favourite at the moment. Shout out. Ooh. Quick shout out to... Uh... Hello. <laughs> yeah, come today. 
Mine hasn't come. No, I wouldn't mind the floor, you. Mine hasn't got it. Which is, which is always a couple early. of stickers as well, Matt. A couple of stickers as well in there. So, yeah. um, I've ordered a shirt. Guys. Well, I'm supporting them. I've ordered a shirt, one of their Great Ebenezer stuff. shirts. Maybe I'll wear it next week. Okay, right. So, we have a we have a fan with us, an Ipswich Town fan that is not a fan of you two or me. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Josh. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking up uh, the offer of, of coming onto your platform and, and telling us your thoughts. I love the shirt. One of my favourite fan <laughs> shirts is that well, one. I it's the 11th, unfortunately, the 11th place shirt, but what can you do about it? <laughs> yeah. It's your fault. All right, Josh, what, how you doing? Yeah, what have you What's heard you tonight before you go? Uh, I just wanted to kind of bring up the free agent market, you know, how because there's quite a few players you see online that we're linked with. You know, I've got a list of some of the Reading players. I don't know if you heard. You know, there's people like... Give it to Archer. You know, would you have someone like Charlie Sorry. Adam? No, too old. Charlie Adam? Did you see the size of his backside when he came on in that Stoke game when he got relegated? I think I was no, at thanks. that game. <laughs> uh, also, there was uh, Jordan Abita. He's a DE. I thought he, he's been... A, well, no, he's a legend. He's not a legend, around. but a, a decent player for them. It's a name that's been he's around, isn't it? on that list. It's- he is, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that float around. Good pedigree, came from Man United. Can you come to a League One team, though? Maybe, kickstart his career a little well, bit. I mean, look, he dropped yeah, out yeah. from Man United to Reading, didn't he? So may- maybe he'd come down to us. I mean, look, we're still going to be a big fish next season. Maybe we'll be doing the South End next season, are we? It's so embedded in Ipswich Town football fans' brains that we're just... We're just sinking, like slowly sinking yeah. and sinking down. Nonsense, absolute nonsense. You know, you know, me and Matt are not having that, are we? We've got three stars <laughs> on that shirt. We're not people we like negativity. No, yeah. we don't. Why should we settle for? Oh, we're 11th in League One. We're crap. We're better than that. Yeah. We are better than that. Yeah, I think I think it might have been a podcast or two ago. You you guys were talking about how um, Peterborough signed was it Tony I, Ivan Tony? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how we can't compete for players like that. I don't know. Every other club seems to be able to get this talent and they work. But yeah. we just find people like Will Keane. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. interesting. We Yeah, we seem to sort of... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. We just don't know if we're competing with them or not. I wish the club would tell us. But, yeah, I mean, look, we're big fans of Darren McAntony on this show. I'd imagine he sells Peterborough really well. He's got his side man in Barry Fry, who's passion personified a thousand percent. So I think if you got if you're faced by those two and you're a player, I think um, you know you'd probably you sign on the dotted line. They really sell Peterborough, and that's why I think they get good players in. And I think the scouting's superb as well, as we've said previously. There you go. Give it an yeah, but they've constantly they've constantly brought players, loads and loads of players through, haven't they? Just constantly churning them out like they're like a Southampton in the in the League One, aren't they? Really. They're just constantly churning out talent after talent and making loads and loads of money off it. Yeah, I just took Matt out there because that's a very good point by Steve. Uh, and I, I think I've got two different opinions here. I think if I, I, I you, you, you can obviously see the see the comment there, Josh. Lee position doesn't lie. Do you agree with that, or do you, or having listened He's to the boys, do you? He's an yeah, well, I'm saying I know he'll know all about Lee positions and not lie him. Where 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 do you two sit on that? League, league position doesn't lie. It well, doesn't, not being funny. It doesn't lie. Go on. No, like if, realistically, if you're a player, you want to. This is um, this might just be my mentality, but you want to play 
in front of the bigger, better crowds and the more history. That's what I would have personally thought. You know, not something that hasn't really actually achieved anything in their history. You know, I don't really get it, to be honest. I don't know what your opinion is on it. Yeah, we did, look, we did finish 11th. Like, like I just said, why should we settle for being mediocre? It's all about, I think, a few comments ago there was, I think Matt said, it's about showing ambition. Now, whoever we're going to sign this summer, we, we need to show ambition. What we don't need is to sign another goalkeeper. I just want to touch on that because that's a wasted signing for me. Money's going to be limited. We don't need another reserve goalie because we've got two young keepers there. You don't want... You, you want them to progress. You don't want their route to the first team to be blocked because why? otherwise, why are they at the club? What's the point of having them? If you're going to sign a journeyman or... Look, Remy Matthews, good goalkeeper. Spin it around another way. Does that say that Paul Lambert doesn't rate Holy? Well, we've said, we've said this before. I don't think Holy's supposed to be the number one keeper, which is why I think he's 50-50 he's about it. There is one thing about Holy that I did notice a lot last year, and you guys might notice it as well. He can see, I know it's quite obvious, but he does can see quite a lot of shots that are in the bottom half of the goal. And it's that, that is one thing I feel like about his game. He obviously is six foot nine or whatever it is. But, you know, there's one. Is it Fleetwood who scored? One of the goals, he's like left a massive gap, and you're thinking, yeah, look. He's look. We we spoke about him. He loves the fans. He's great on social media. I want a goalkeeper who keeps the ball out the net. I don't care if they're a bit of a twat. It doesn't bother me. You know, <laughs> we don't care. You can be the best bloke in the world. I don't really give a toss. You know, keep the ball out <laughs> the net. Do the talking on the pitch. It's true. Yeah, I think Holy's played more games than that, Remy Matthews, isn't he? But I don't know. You thought Remy Matthews was better, didn't you, Rich? When we were chatting, he is. Look, he's a he's, He's a decent goalkeeper, you know. No, he is a good goalkeeper, and you know, and I really appreciate Josh, Josh's thoughts. Yeah, nice there. one, and Josh. He, and he may return before the night is over with he, because we're about to move on to the striker review. So he may, he may want to stay in the blue room. He may not want to stay in the blue room. He may want to come back. It's entirely up to Josh. Um, rename, there, I'll, rename the blue room today. Adam Flats' comment there anymore. Adam Flats' comment there is is very. Very apt, I believe. Mediocrity is running through the club. Uh, comes from the top. Uh, and then we've got another comment here from Matt. Get a settled team. Know who the best 11 are. Very, very good points. Um, and now we've got to come on to our striker review, okay? Uh, and Josh has gone from the blue room. He's obviously found the escape hatch. Um, <laughs> can't sell, can't sell blame him when it comes to this absolute shower at times, but there we go. So, the strikers <laughs> review Norwood, Jackson, Sears, Falami, and Morris. So, we'll start with um, we'll start with the top goal scorer, shall we? Caden Jackson, because that should be a nice, easy one, right? Green is stay, Amber is you're not sure, and well, it's a it's it's a green, green. all over, green peppers green all over, green than a pepper tree. It depends like... what formation are we where will we play him next season if we play 4 3 3? Because obviously he last season gone, he, he wanted to play Norwood up front, didn't he? In 4 3 3. And I think Jackson had a good preseason and he sort of we changed on that, didn't we? We went 4 4 2. So where is where is he gonna play this season if he goes 4 3 3? Is he gonna be one of the wide strikers? Well, that's where he was supposed to be last year um, before he hit, he, he hit a, a small vein of form. 
he was supposed to be a, a wide left player. The, the issue I've got with that formation, Rich, is if, you, if you've got Jackson left, Norwood central, and you're still bringing in a striker, who who's dropping out? Lancaster? Edwards? No, he's playing. Oh. Lancaster's playing. Lancaster's playing for me on the right. For you, he is. But is he for Paul Lambert? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bit more difficult to predict. And they'll they'll oh, beat the drum about playing the youngsters. So there you go. There's your perfect mm-hmm. opportunity to get him nailed in. Nailed but, on. There's the, but there is the list of strikers at the club at the moment. Do you go along with the, with the argument that we need an additional striker? 100%. Really? 100%. Didn't score enough goals last season. In League One. Didn't score enough, did we? Didn't create enough goals. Now we've lost numbers because Keane's out the door for the moment. (laughs) But, I mean, I thought Jackson was superb. I think his season kind of went under the radar a little bit. I don't agree with that, Matt Wingard. Jackson is not good enough. He was was our best player last season. He had 11 11 goals, seven assists, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think I think people were so taken with Flynn Downs, understandably so. But I think Jackson scored a lot of crucial goals for us. That one at Tranmere, the winner at Tranmere being one of them. Who knows where we might have finished without those goals if Jackson had been there? And I'll be honest, when we signed him, when we when we signed him, I didn't think he was worth the money. And I didn't really like his background. He'd been signed for was it Swindon on Facebook? Mm. It's now now shelling out a lot of money for players that have been signed off social media. We've had Paul Mariner and the like. I don't know, that annoyed me a little bit. But he said he had showed good touches in the championship. Remember the header at home against Brentford? That was a really good goal, I thought. Um, I was really impressed with him last season. So, James Norwood, uh, Matt touches on there. A fit one will get 20 goals a season. Uh, Green, Amber, red. Yeah, Yeah, green green. for Norwood. I'm keen to move on. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, he's still Buffon. He's still rocking the wet bandits, look at me. What I would no, say about Norwood, what annoys me about him is he needs a lot of chances to score. I know there's been incidents where I think it was Accrington where he scored that lovely little chip over the keeper. But if you look a bit earlier in the season, he needed a lot of chances to score. And I think we need to eliminate that. We need to be a little bit more clinical just to get games over the, the line quicker. Yeah. yeah. No, I think True. he's fit. I agree with him. He'd get 20 goals. If he's fit and plays all yeah. season, he'd get 20 goals. I'm, I'm pretty sure he yeah. would. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think so as well. All right. You, you say there's a need to bring in an additional striker, which I'm very keen to explore yeah. because uh, Jackson and Norwood, if they're your front two, let's say we're going to go with a traditional two-man strike partnership. With Sears, Falami, Morris and Simpson still to come into the team, yeah. where does a new striker coming in, such as Clark Harris, leave someone like either Freddie Sears or Ben oh. Morris. <laughs> do you want to go into Freddie Sears now? Yeah, yeah let's do I it. Want to go to Freddie. Do it. Freddie Sears. Freddie, sorry, mate. It's gone red. Sorry. Medical support. He's green from me. Is he? For what yeah. reason? What reason? The reason being, he's a, he's a little bit different to what Jackson and Norwood it's are. Versatile. It's versatile, he, he, isn't he? he can play multiple positions and play them fairly well. He, he is a, a, a leftover yeah. from the mix. Mick McCarthy era of a six out of ten player, your typical J Tab type player, where it doesn't matter what sort of things are happening elsewhere in his in his life, he's always going to turn up 110%, six out of ten, and you need those in your team. And Freddie is also a different sort of striker to Jackson and Norwood. He is last man, but he can also put it about a bit. He's not, not saying, you know, pump balls up in the air to him, but mm. he can 
uh, hurry a defender into a mistake, something we didn't see a lot of last year. I think off the bench, 20 minutes, Freddie Sears is your ideal candidate. I really do. Give me someone like Harry Souter, for example, great defender, but giving Freddie Sears, a fully fit Freddie Sears on him the whole 90, big tall lad like him. I don't know. I don't know. It'll worry. It'll worry him. I think like Freddie. Well, you, just fully, you, just said, you just said fully fit, though. He's had a very serious knee injury. So how's yes. he going to come back from yeah. that? You know? He's, come a back. Good, he, he's a very well, good think, finisher. Those he, goals. The go- I think wide areas we've got. I think wide areas you've you've got players who can Dobra. Uh, you've got Lancaster Edwards. I think we need another left sided. I wouldn't be playing Fred out there. I wouldn't. And I think we need another a different type of striker. I think his time at the club. When did he come in? Twenty fifteen. He's been here five years now, and he's part of the. He's he's left over for like like with the Chambers and his scoots. And I think yeah. I think you need to move on from that. If we we really want to be getting out of this league. And then to get to the championship, would he look? Maybe we're looking a bit too far ahead. We've got to get out of this league first. But I'll, I'll be looking for someone else. So thanks very much, Freddie. He's a he's a lovely guy. I've met him many times. Mm-hmm. Met him on the honeymoon at the airport. He had, he had a long mm-hmm. time having a chat with him. Great bloke. Mm-hmm. But I think no, sorry. He's um he's a real instinctive finisher, isn't he? You just look back to those goals he got. Those two goals in that three-two loss to Bristol City. They were fantastic finishes. They were really good. But I do think he's a victim of McCarthy playing him all over the shop. And yeah. he kind of maybe lost his confidence. And he didn't score for like, what was it, 40 games or something? I'm sure someone could tell me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just like, that's Frank Newball levels of terribleness. <laughs> ben Falami. Um, ben Falami, guys. Falami. I've not seen enough of him, to be honest with you. I've not seen enough. So, Impressed at Palace a couple of years ago. Surely, this is what I mean. About gonna, I'll have to go. Am, I'll, I'll have to go amber with him. I mean, I know he's doing what Australia under 23s or something. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's no good. As, well, as did Morris. Ben Morris. When you were on loan, like, see both of them. You got Falami, Ben Morris went out on loan. I think Falami went to Stevenage. Ben Morris went to Forest Green Rovers, and they hardly played. Didn't play a lot of football, did they? The Stevenage no. loan was nonsense, really, because like he's gone to a team that's right at the bottom of League Two. I don't know. I didn't see the sooner or later. Here. You've got you've got these lads. You've got these lads here, Matt. You know how old are they now? 21, 22? Yeah. yeah. Sooner they've got they've got to show a bit to. Otherwise, you move them on. You know because. Yeah, I'm saying Amber because I feel like he deserves an opportunity, but I've not yeah, in I'm the not, in the cameos I've seen. Right. I've not seen anything to think to myself. You know, he's gonna he's gonna take the place of a Jackson or a Norwood or whoever it might be. Come on, um, it was Hurst's first game, wasn't it? Ben Morris came on, game yeah, that burn, that burn game, yeah. He, he come on for 15 minutes, he did all right, he, he himself around, quite... didn't he? He did, but like mm. I said, they're, they're coming to the age now where they, they probably really need to be playing first team football, both of them, mm. yeah. You know, 23's football's no good for them, no. Are they, is Lambert really going to have them on the bench? Something, something tells me they're not going to make it at town. I don't know why, I just, right. just get that impression. Yeah, I agree with you. I hope I'm wrong. Okay, um, I'm just looking at Josh, Josh Josh's uh, a comment there regarding uh, Johnson Clark Harris. Uh, reports reports suggest a, a fee of anywhere between six to a million is what it will take for Johnson Clark Harris. Can you see Ipswich Town Football Club spending anywhere near that amount of money for a striker in this window? Did I see today, uh... Martin? He's got a year left, and it's basically sign or be sold. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 
Well, that's good news for us. Well, yeah, yeah. Go back. Go back to ambition. How much ambition has the owner got? If you sign, if you look, if you pay a million or six six hundred to a million, and you get someone like him, I'd say, yeah, we're looking at actually doing something. But with us, we drag our feet, and someone else will come in and steal him. You know it'll happen. Yeah. Is he just like? Is he just almost definitely? Is he like just replacing the character we had in Ellis Harrison, for example, who only lasted, what, did he have a season with us, Harrison, before he went to Portsmouth? One season, are we, yeah. Are we kind of re-signing that style of player again? Which Matt's we must have sold at a massive loss. Right on the money. Right <laughs> on the money, this man. <laughs> More than one pound. Listen, <laughs> no, I'm not, having, I'm not having that. Evans does have money to spend. We've seen it previously. Oh, he has money, all right. He just spends it on, you know, other He's, things. He found half a million for Kane Vincent Young. So I think if Lambert can convince him that this is a guy that we want to spend money on. I do think Evans, even though we've been critical of him, he will open the checkbook. He did, it with, he did it with Kane. He's not, spend, he's not spending a million, Matt. He's not no. spending a million. We're living okay. in cloud cuckoo land if we think that's Well, you've all, you've all contributed your money into the club, haven't you? Were you refunding that? No. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> just to recap, Jackson Green, Norwood Green, Sears Red, Falami and, and, and Morris both amber. Tyree yeah. Simpson, can he play a role next year? In the National League. I'm going to give him amber just to give him an opportunity National again. But he was throwing, he, yeah, National League, yeah. He was throwing in the deep end when even we had injuries and suspensions and that. He was going to rugby mat a year ago. Tyree Simpson's fan club in the background there, Rich. <laughs> he was a rugby man. Bizarre. Bizarre. I'm um, Ben Moore here. Ben Moore's a, a, a big fan, big, a big friend of the show. A big friend yeah. of the show. Uh, says Nord up top. If we go two up top, both should be good enough to score with Jackson on the bench to come on with Sears out of puff. No way, yeah, mean, Jackson on the bench. Oh, Jeff Jackson on the bench. He's a top scorer, top you. assists. Oh, to be fair there, to Ben, well, well, he did he did cost me my Port Vale job last night at Football Manager. To be fair, you know Ben, you know, <laughs> he was my he's my head of recruitment, and uh, we signed a couple of players, or well, one player particularly that weren't too great, Andre Dozel, um, <laughs> and it cost me my job. So maybe Ben's not the best person to talk about formation. <laughs> you're not you're not you're not you're not putting Freddie over um, Caden. No chance. Well, he's Ben is. Nice season. I want to close on something I saw on Twitter before we came live, and I won't mention who the Twitter account was, but we were just, it, it was a conversation about the best manager over the last 20 years. Okay. Uh, and I read something which made me, made me it was panic. On my Twitter. It, it was on my Twitter. That the indoctrination was complete. Apparently, Joe Royal had it easier than Mick McCarthy did with budget restraints. So apparently McCarthy had it harder than Joe Royal. Give me a green, an amber, or a red on that one. Um, no, Matt, that's well, not the right place to be pulling this. So the point, so the question is, did Joe Royal have it easier than Mick McCarthy? Red is no, green is yes, amber is you can't quite decide. Did Joe Royal have it easier budget-wise than Mick McCarthy? Went into administration. The team has been sold under him. You know, he spent. How much did Joe Royal spend when he was at the club? He signed Darren Curry, Fair didn't point. he? Yeah. Look, Zach. He did inherit a bad squad. I agree. With that, needs, yeah. that needs to change his picture on there because his hair is nothing like that. 
<laughs> and he looks about 10 years younger. So anyway, congratulations to just had a baby, his missus has. And you won't be looking that young for a... You've only got to look Trust at me, you won't be. Trust me, you won't be. <laughs> Trust me, you won't be. Um, just before we came live, he, Explosion Centre over here. The baby that was not me. Baby. <laughs> three nil Brentford. Oh, it's three there, Mr. Um, um, it's a difficult Mick one, isn't it? Had, not really. had a good team. When Mick came in, he had a better squad than people think. Think He had some decent players there. He just needed someone to sort them out because Paul Jewell had made a right muddle, hadn't he? Yeah. Well, look... Joe Royal had to sell, literally had to sell everything that had value on it. I mean, I remember Thomas Gardso coming in, hadn't really played many games, had a good couple of games, and then went to West Brom. Uh, mm. he had to sell. And then, then you had Matt Richards at left back, Dan Hardy, and I, I believe he brought him in. You had a, a revolving door at certain positions, Scott. You know, Then you had Ian Westlake, who was a good player for town, went to Leeds, and then kind of you know fell off yeah. the footballing radar. He yeah. made... He made chicken salad out of chicken, you know, you know what, a lot of times. Royal only signed one player for money. That was Gavin Williams, the the ever injured but quality Darren Gavin Curry. Williams. What about Dan Curry? Was that a free? He was a free. Yeah. He was a free. He was oh, a free. free. 50,000. I thought Jeff, that was a free. Jeff, there's another but we're one. still not there's talking. Big Kooky. Play. People, what was Kooky doing? Nothing. No? Mm. When he was a shift for Wednesday, wasn't he? I do think, I do think, I do think probably the players that Joe was managed to wheel and deal in, and he was very good at that, Yeah, kind of fitted into this more cavalier style that we had. You know, we've spoken about this before. The 6-4 games, 5-1s. It really was an attack-minded 83 team. goals. Yeah. Got 83 goals we let, that season when we come third. I mean, we probably let in 80. <laughs> but, I mean, McCarthy was able to take the nucleus of what we had, I think, and make it into a hard-to-beat, very conservative style. He was lucky when he came in. He still had DJ Campbell when he came in, which was a great loan from Jewel. Just um, a great signing, not by Royal or McCarthy, but still a great signing. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it was probably easy for McCarthy to take the players he had and make them into that hard to beat. We're near okay. the bottom, but we were bottom, were we? Were we bottom of the table when he came in? Yes, we were. But here's yeah. my ace in the hole. Okay, here's my ace in the hole. Go on. Joe Royal never had a man worth over seven hundred million as owner, and that's what that's my original true. point was: the indoctrination. It's not that Town can't afford it. Back then, we could definitely not afford it. Right, we were just come out of administration, had two huge stands still to pay. The debt was 12 million quid, or there or thereabouts. Yeah, now is the club choose not to. So McCarthy was working under maybe, maybe it was a tighter budget, but it was a self imposed tighter budget, not a this is literally all we've got. Yeah, there's nobody but, else here. But, I think, but Mick played well, I think Mick played on that. I think he played on that. He liked being the underdog, you know, he was on. He was on a decent oh, good, contract, yeah. wasn't he, McCarthy? There wasn't a lot yeah. of pressure on him when he was there. We As all we know found out we, we've touched on the gold when he's letting when he's letting one of his players drive three hours in the car. You know, you're in a bit of a comfort zone. And I think people <laughs> yeah. can have their own opinion. Part of the reason we went down, Mick has to take a lot of responsibility for that. I'm not. You can't just pile it all on Paul Hurst. We were on the decline for two seasons. We we got in the playoffs. Season after that, I think we finished. Did we finish eighth or ninth? That was only because mm. we won the last two games. It was a gradual mm -hmm. decline. Look, you can say that the owner didn't back him. Fair enough. But I think, yeah, DJ Campbell. But I think Mick, he has to take a lot of responsibility <laughs> why we got relegated. Scarred. <laughs> <Dragon God. laughs> oh, Listen, God. Let me, what I wanted I to say was that Royal, Royal actually left it for Joe for 
budget concerns because he met Sheepshanks at Crewe Railway Station and Sheepshanks had told him there's not going to be any budget going forward. And that was the reason why they pied ways and the reason why Jim got the job because he was prepared to work under those circumstances to get his, you know, to remain at town and be the ma- and get his break in management. And to close on the Jim Majilton, uh, third goalkeeper being mentioned, mentioned it very earlier at the top of the show. I tweeted out today, we are obviously Colin Quaynard, days away from football, but he also we under Jim, I believe it was under Jim anyway, uh, maybe under Royal, we had two goalkeepers at the club at one point and the only two goalkeepers we had had a combined age of 37. Well, one was Shane Supple and one was Lewis Price. The media keep trying to tell us we need a second experienced goalkeeper. Do we? No. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say yes. I, I'm not, I don't have a lot of confidence in Holy, as I've said previously. If we have to have him as number one, so be it. But if we can sign up Remy Matthews to a decent contract, then, then you know, go for it. Okay. Remy Matthews to a decent contract, right? Or you've got your money for a striker and the Remy Matthews money or Luke Garbutt. Because you're going to buy a left winger or a striker, right? So let's say you've got the money for the striker and you use some of that for Remy Matthews. Do you not buy or not or not sign Remy Matthews mm. and get Luke Garbutt because you're going to afford one Luke Garbutt? Well, players? I did like the look of the... What's his name? Pishbeck? I like Matthews. I like Matthews. You know. What's the, what's the kid's name? The Welsh-Polish kid? Pish, Pishbeck? Have I got that right? Price saying that wrong? Price, yeah. Yeah, Price, Price Beck. Yeah, I like the look of him in that leasing.com. So maybe our push, if, if we've got extra budget to go for Garber or a striker, then maybe I elevate him up into second place. But I don't know. If, if you know, we might look goals, back on this and think... Goals are going to get you out of this league, Matt. We've got yeah, the yeah. goals. Yeah, I don't disagree. Goals win games. Yeah. You know, you I don't disagree, but... Holy's good enough. But like I said before, but, if you sign another keeper, it says to me, the manager doesn't rate him. That's the only but, reason why he'd be signing another <laughs> keeper. Yeah, you've made your bed, haven't you? We've, by giving Holy a new contract, you've made your bed. Yeah, Holy, Holy's here for, for for another year or two. You've made the bed. He is the guy. Anybody else is going to be a splinter collector. You'd rather you'd, you'd you'd rather have Johnson Clark Harris, surely, or or Luke Garvey. Yeah, maybe. When you get like the that, most yes. out of the budget, yeah. do you know what yeah. I mean? Get the most the out. Point of... I, the point I want to make is Holy would not have this reputation of like being a bit of a fan favourite had he let that goal in against Burton. Because that was a terrible Rick, and it went wide by a millimetre. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. I thought you were going somewhere else. There we go. I thought you were going with the antics. Don't mention antics. Town fans don't like it. Right. Um, I've learned yeah. the hard way. <laughs> Never ever say an opinion. That's what I've been told. So, uh, Emerson Fairweather, to close the show, Emerson Fairweather, I can't contact. Hello. 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 Look at this. I think we are. Big up. I've got centre back, left back, and a striker from Emerson Fairweather. There he is. Uh, and Luke Mo- and Luke Luke Knowles, Neil Moles says, uh, "Is Harry Wright good enough?" Well, we'll touch on that next week. We'll hopefully try and get somebody on who can tell us. Um, but yes, hour done. Hour closed. Should we bring it to a close there, gents? Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good Thanks for everyone for tuning in and taking part. It was great. Great chat in town with you all. Uh, you can the Terrace the, Life, Matt. Terrace Life. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good not, mask. I've got mine as well. Yeah, it's a, a good plug. mask. Not a paid plug. For those listening from YouTube HQ, not a paid plug. <laughs> Honestly, guys, thanks for tuning in. Catch you all later. For those on Twitter, Twitch, and you uh, YouTube. We'll see you all next week. Adios. Thanks, uh, amigos. Yeah.